Hello everybody, my name is Peter Maybury and I lead our financial services tax practice and I'm delighted to be joined by Bill Alaba, uh, a director who leads our global information reporting practice here at PwC. A warm welcome to series two, uh, episode one of our Spotlight on Financial Services Tax series. We will be covering a number of blogs over the next few months in uh, this series two. Um, uh, covering a wide range of topics relevant to financial institutions across the Middle East, specifically from a kind of tax and legal perspective. So let's get right into it. So um, uh, Bilal, question to begin with. Across the Middle East region we've seen a number of new reporting regimes, uh, previously including the uh, FATCA and uh, Common Reporting Standard regimes, and more recently Economic Substance Regulations in particular in the UAE and Bahrain, and also very recently announced, I think, in the state of Qatar as well. Now, I understand we've begun to see audit activity with respect to filings that have already been made for the economic substance uh, 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 regime, particularly uh, uh, in the UAE. Um, so, Bilal, maybe would you be able to provide us a kind of outline regarding what we've begun to see for economic substance? Yeah, thank you, Peter. I mean, e economic substance regulations, um, particularly in the UAE and Bahrain, have been around now uh, for, for around two years. And, and really, for over the last two years, businesses have been completing their filings um, and submissions to the authorities. Now, there's a number of areas of focus, and, and these are very, very recent, from the authorities, from an ESR perspective. and. I'd say from particularly from a UAE perspective, we're really seeing that in three areas. Uh, the first being a penalties mechanism, second being appeals, and third being really a quite detailed assessment around economic substance, more specifically adequate substance. And just to talk to the first point around the penalties mechanism, um, firmly in place now in the UAE for failed filings or late filings, uh, is a mechanism which uh, implements or fines businesses uh, pretty much on an automatic basis uh, for a late filing. So that's now implemented uh, fully automatically and businesses should be aware that missing a filing or a late filing indeed will automatically incur a filing. The second one is around appeals. So businesses are able to appeal uh, penalties uh, that have been issued for violations with the ESR um, and that is also a, a process that businesses need to go through. One thing to note around appeals is is the time frame for appealing a penalty is normally quite tight so that's in, in the frame of a, a week or two which is a pretty, uh, pretty short frame of time to respond particularly given that there are no templates uh, to provide appeals so businesses uh, should determine the best way of sending letters and notices. And I think around the third piece, and, and probably the more challenging area, is around uh, economic substance relating to certain relevant activities. And the FTA, uh, Federal Tax Authority in the UAE, has been asking some quite specific questions regarding to the filing made by businesses, uh, and that's indirectly in respect to whether they have adequate substance or not. Uh, thank you, uh, Bill Al. Uh, it's interesting that we're seeing kind of activity in the space in the way you've just described. Um, maybe let's pick up on your final point. You said that um, the FTA have asked some very specific questions 
um, around the actual what is behind the economic substance that that, that uh, uh, taxpayers uh, and licensees have. What type of questions, kind of more specifically, have you have we seen? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the nature of questions is really twofold. Um, so we've seen one relating to the relevant activities themselves, uh, and two, an information request list relating to the directed and managed test. And if we take those hand in hand, the first one around the, uh, the relevant activity itself, uh, the FTA is requesting some quite detailed information regarding working papers for income, for expenditure, um, details around whether a functional assessment has been completed from a transfer pricing perspective. And if we look at the directed and managed test, the FTA is requesting information uh, regarding uh, whether directors uh, had been in the UAE and what type of evidence is available to back that up. One of the requirements of the UAE ESR, ESR standards uh, is that directors should be based in the UAE when they are directing and managing the company, and that would including being physically located in the UAE. So the FTA is requiring um, evidence to suggest that people are in the UAE. That may include hotel reservations, it may include timesheets and details of people being based in the UAE. And in addition to that, they do also want details such as CVs um, of directors or also employees. So quite a detailed information list and also quite a short time frame again to respond to it. We've seen uh, five day response time. So pretty challenging for businesses. And I think businesses should really be prepared in advance uh, to answer these questions. Okay, um, thank you for that. Um, extra colour um, behind what uh, what we're seeing, Bilal. So you've talked quite a lot about the economic substance regulations and, and, and principally in the UAE. Maybe um, looking a bit wider afield outside of just that area, are we seeing um, a broader theme of um, uh, in relation to tax disclosure requirements and audits? Yeah, I think that's probably right, Peter. I mean, I think it's it's 2021 has, has been a year where a lot of these initiatives has kicked off. Um, in addition to ESR, we've seen this around FATCA, the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, and also the Common Reporting Standards. So GCC regulators and competent authorities have begun assessments in the areas of those two regimes. Um, so certainly something we're going to see is going to feature heavily in 2022. So businesses should gear up to be able to respond to those requests. And in addition to the audits and assessments themselves, um, tax authorities and competent authorities have been issuing more guidance. So to give an example, in Saudi Arabia, uh, ZAKA introduced the CRS guidance notes and published those on the ZAKA website. So there are ongoing efforts to encourage good compliance and also authorities are taking active measures to support businesses in complying with the requirements. That's a um, uh, uh, very interesting, Bilal. I think actually it's interesting you say because obviously the, uh, the CRS regime and the FATCA regimes have both been in place actually for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that, that, that we're seeing, if you like, um, uh, um, uh, more activity, including the guidance notes that you've just mentioned, yeah. uh, as well as the potential for audits coming very soon. I'd maybe just like to close off by saying that in addition to the two areas we've talked about, i.e. economic substance and uh, the common reporting standard, 
um, uh, across for financial institutions, um, we are also seeing um, quite significant activity in the area of VAT um, audits. And I think that's particularly relevant because financial institutions, um, particularly banks, um, are, um, are partially exempt from VAT uh, generally in, in, um, uh, uh, under regimes around the region that have VAT. Uh, and that added level of complexity uh, means that um, uh, um, uh, their kind of um, uh, the care and attention and the risk of errors, you know, can potentially be higher. So um, perhaps why we're seeing significant audit activity in that space. So thank you uh, uh, very much for uh, listening to this, our first episode one in, as I say, this series is two. Um, please look out next month. Uh, uh, we will be picking um, another currently topical item for episode two in our series. Thank you for listening.